Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast today. Uh, so, Aurora and I are excited to uh, get into today's topics. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Monday Night Football, talk about uh, the upcoming Thursday Night Football, and provide a little bit of updates here uh, in the middle of the sports world as well. So, um, first off, kicking off Thursday football or Monday Night Football. Guys, this went exactly how we expected. Um, you know, the Raiders came out hot to start the season, uh, playing really well. They're a great team. Don't don't get us wrong. Uh, we just didn't see we didn't see them continuing to to have that success consistently, right? And uh, essentially, that that's what happened here. You know, the the Raiders are a good team. They really are. But the Chargers, uh, I, I think the Chargers are one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, they have great defense. Uh, they got things figured out when they went up against the Chiefs. I think once they figured it out, they unlocked that offense. Uh, I think it was just us seeing what they were coming, uh, you know, to the surface with. Uh, I think they've elevated their game. I think they're going to be good the rest of the season. They ended up getting the win, 28 to 14. Uh, Derek Carr on the Raiders' side. Uh, Derek Carr went 21 for 34, 196 yards on the day. Not bad. Uh, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, you know, obviously, if he didn't throw that interception, it, it would have been a pretty good game for him. Uh, I, I think he was a little reserved in, in the way they were playing, things like that. Um, they ran the ball a total of 18 times. Uh, I thought they would have definitely ran the ball a little bit more, but, you know, Josh Jacobs was a little bit banged up going into this game, and uh, they ran the ball 13 times with him. He had 40 yards on the day, 3.1 yards per carry. Not that great. Uh, they just really weren't able to get effective um, effective runs with the ball out there and I think that played a big role in this uh, as far as the tempo of the game as far as the way that the scheme went for the game uh, that really dictated a lot of things receiving wise you know Henry Ruggs led the team in yards uh, Darren Waller um, you know had four receptions he did his thing 50 yards uh, he had a touchdown and Hunter Renfro again led the team in receptions this is the steady guy to go with uh, if you are wanting to get a uh, consistent, solid guy in a PPR league. Hunter Renfro is your guy. He's going to get a lot of catches every game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they just didn't have enough up against this really, really good Chargers team. Now, from the Chargers side of things, Justin Herbert, 25 for 38. Really good efficiency there. Um, very similar, comparable to Derek Carr uh, from completion percentage rate. 222 yards. Um Three touchdowns, zero interceptions on the day. Uh, three touchdowns to two and zero interceptions to one. Uh, you know, it's definitely going to paint a different picture for the game. It's definitely going to give your team advantage, okay? And I think that's what happened here. I think Justin Herbert definitely got an advantage um, or gave his team an advantage from playing so well uh, from a quarterback position uh, standpoint. Rushing-wise, you know, this team did a lot of great things from a rushing standpoint. Uh, Larry Roundtree was used quite a bit. Uh, I was a little surprised by that. He had 11 carries for 31 yards. I, I don't understand that. I really don't. Um, I, I think I think he's fine. You know, whatever. But Austin Eckler is your guy. He should he should be the guy leading your backfield and and getting a lot of the carries. Uh, you know, he ran the ball 15 times, 117 yards on the day. That's great. That's really great running by Austin Eckler. This is, this is exactly what we want to see out of him. Uh, he had one touchdown on the day, rushing-wise, as well. Um, now receiving, you know, Jared Cook led the team six catches. Uh, he had 70 yards. He led the team in, in yardage uh, on six catches and a touchdown. I mean, he was the guy that was being looked to. Uh, Keenan Allen had the most targets, but he had seven catches on the day, 36 yards. So really, really low catch um you know, yardage per catch there. 
uh, I don't understand that. Uh, I think it was a little bit of a fluke. I, I don't see Keenan Allen, you know, being a little bit. I, I see him getting a lot more depth in his targets uh, later on uh, in other games. But, uh, you know, other good things. Austin Eckler had some some receptions out there. You know, three catches, 28 yards on the day. Now, the one thing, Mike Williams looked like Mike Williams of old. He had four targets, one catch for 11 yards. This is what we expected out of Mike Williams. You know, he came out of the gates really hot. And, yeah, he cooled off in this game. But that's fine because they got the rest of the offense going. They got their guys going that have traditionally been there for them. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, um, and even Jared Cook from a tight end position. So, overall, great win, great effort by the Los Angeles Chargers out there to get this win over the Raiders. Uh, Raiders are good. They're going to be a good team going into the season. They're going to be fine. They're in a really tough division, though. I don't see them making the playoffs. Uh, We didn't predict them to make the playoffs before the season started. I don't see them making that still. I think they will continue to falter a bit at times up against good teams like the Chargers um, later on into the season. Next, before we get into... This is a crazy topic, guys. Before we get into um, Thursday Night Football, the preview of Thursday Night Football, we're going to talk a little bit of you know news out there in the sports world. First off, uh, it is coming up on NBA season. NBA season will be up on us before we know it. Uh, preseason is happening right now. Um, here's the thing, guys. I, I love the NBA. I'm a big uh, NBA fan. I really am. I, I like basketball. I like the NBA. I like it better than college basketball. <gasps> so many people are going to be freaked out by that because people love college basketball and, and not the NBA. Guys, I I don't understand. It's a higher level of play. It's better athletes. I get it. Defense needs to be played better. But when you get into the playoffs, when you get into you know teams trying to get into the playoffs and whatnot, and you know the seeding race picking up at the end of the year you get good defense you get teams playing defense good basketball back and forth like i love it the regular season is a bit of a joke especially in the beginning of the season um but that's why we don't talk about the preseason uh that's why we haven't mentioned it that's why we're probably still not going to mention it uh it is something that i used to follow a lot when i was younger uh you know when i was in high school I tracked every preseason stat. I tracked all the rookies, how they were doing, made predictions, things like that based on it. Guys, it it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. Preseason for the NBA is really a bit of a joke. Uh, It it doesn't really showcase guys' skill. It doesn't showcase them up against people playing any kind of defense. The preseason is a way for guys to go out there and make some highlights to, to start the season, stuff like that. I just don't see a lot from it. Um, I, I never have, uh, well, I did, but I never have since I uh, got out of high school and started really, you know, tra- kind of following and tracking these things a little bit more and seeing the different level of play. I think, sorry, I think back in the day, the preseason was a little bit more vital. Uh, well, not vital, but I think it was taken a little more seriously. And nowadays, it's just not. I mean, even when you look at ESPN and things like that, they cover it less than they used to. And I think that's just what people understand uh, and they, they've come to know. The NBA season is long and grueling. I get it. It's 82 games, guys. It's, it's not an NFL season where you're playing, you know, 17 games. This is a long season, 82 games. It's it's tough. It's grueling. Um, 
And just like in baseball, just like in hockey, you're going to drop games. You're not going to be consistent every night. You're going to come out and not give great effort certain nights. You got to rest yourself a little bit throughout the grueling season. I get that. You know, a lot of people will question, should the NBA, you know, make their season shorter or things like that? No, I I don't think so. I, I think it's a part of the game. I think it's how it goes. I think it's how you weed out the best teams from the ones that aren't. Um, for this NBA season, I will tell you some things I'm excited for, you know, I'm excited to see the Suns and how they, how they bounce back, uh, from losing in the finals. Uh, I'm definitely excited for that, seeing if they can, you know, repeat that run that they had. I'm excited to see the growth of Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't think he's finished in his growth and his potential and his talent. I, I think he's going to get better this upcoming year. We'll see how much better is the question. I'm excited to see what the Bulls are doing there uh, in Chicago. You know, they, they built some good pieces and things there. I'm excited to see that young core um, and how, how they you know, flourish or don't flourish together. Um, I'm excited to see how this project works out with the Lakers. You know, we've said it to you guys. When they acquired Russell Westbrook, We've said it to you guys that, um, you know, we don't think that this is a game changer. We don't think that Russell Westbrook going there automatically makes them a, you know, championship contending team, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, this team is not, I get it. I get why everybody is so in love and thinks it's a super team and all this stuff. But, guys, Russell Westbrook doesn't help them get better it doesn't help them get better and this is not me hating on russell westbrook which i am a westbrook hater i I, i'm not a big fan of russell westbrook but this is not about that this is this is legitimately when he goes to a team that is a good team around him he makes them inefficient he hurts them more than he helps them and it happens all the time um so i'm not super excited for that um i'm not well I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, the other thing I am excited to see is I am looking forward to the Nuggets. Seeing how Nikola Jokic can come out and, and do pretty well. Uh, we'll see what happens for him. Uh, hopefully, you know, Jamal Murray can come back, be healthy most of the season. And we'll see what that team looks like with a full healthy roster. Um you know, and then there's a few other teams we want to see out there. Philadelphia, I want to see what they can do. Uh, Damian Lillard, you know, hey, is he going to have a chance to make another run again? I, I feel bad for the guy. I know he's stuck there in Portland. I'd like to see him go somewhere else. But, uh, you know, he's happy. He's content and, and great. He's a great person, and, and he's a great he's a great guy. He's a great person for that city, and he's the exact athlete you want to come play for your city and your franchise. But, uh, man, I, I hope that city can do well by him pretty soon if they can't make the moves to make them real contenders and move on, uh, let him go somewhere where he can have a chance to really play. And I'm excited to see, you know, how lazy Kawhi Leonard is this season. Um, you know, he's known for taking off a ton of games, not playing all the time. He, to me, he's a lazy player. He's a lazy player. Um, I'm excited to see kind of how he does there. The Knicks, let's see what the Knicks do, guys. I mean, you know, who knows? They had a great run last year in the playoffs and everything. Let's see what they can do. There's a lot of good things in the NBA coming up. You know, the Warriors getting Clay back, things like that. There's a lot of great stories, and we're excited for the NBA season for sure. But 
we will take everything in the beginning of the NBA season with a grain of salt because, like we said, it's a long, grueling season. And the preseason, beginning of the season, just really doesn't matter that much. It just It's just been made that way where it doesn't really matter that much, guys. Uh, you know, we got to wait until we get probably about halfway through the season before we really start paying attention to it all that much. So, yeah, it's kind of sad because we, we didn't used to be that way. But, I mean, it's just the way the NBA is. Uh, it's the way they've kind of unfolded. Um, so, yeah, it's just an offensive, offensive, offensive game. So you get to about halfway through a season, teams will see where they're stacking up, uh, see who's good, see who's not, and then they kind of get serious. And uh, that's kind of what makes the difference there and switches it over in the second half of the season. Now, we will mention the next topic here. Um, this next topic is about a coach that we have ridiculed this football season. We're going to continue ridiculing this coach. This is Urban Meyer. For those of you who don't know, Urban Meyer is a... Former college football coach of a few historic of a few great franchise or great college programs, uh, University of Florida, Ohio State, just to mention them. And this gentleman is now coaching for the Jaguars, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. We said it on the podcast a long time ago that we were not fans of him coming to the Jaguars. We did not think that he would do well. We didn't like any of the moves he was making when he was there. The whole Tim Tebow thing. Uh, Travis Etienne, how he was looking to use him before the the guy obviously was out for the season, um, unfortunately. But uh, we didn't agree with a lot of things he was doing. We didn't think that he understood what was going on. And I uh, thought he was making some boneheaded plays and really didn't think that he was going to have a good season. The Jaguars have come out and found a way to go 0-4 with uh, the number one pick in the NFL, Trevor Lawrence. And they found a way to you know have him come out and play pretty poor. Pretty poor in his first few games. And we have ridiculed a lot of his coaching decisions. We have ridiculed a lot of the systems and styles that he has put in to these games when he goes in to a game with a game plan, right? Like the strategy, the scheme. Uh, We've ridiculed those things. And I think we have evidence as to why we are accurate in ridiculing him. Because recently, uh, if you guys are not aware, there was a video that went out, kind of went viral, of Urban Meyer out in a bar. Uh, he had a very young lady uh, dancing up all up on him, okay? And all up on his uh, manly area. Uh, so this video went kind of viral. Um, Urban Meyer has come out and, you know, made his apologies, things like that. Said he has to earn his trust back and, and everything. Uh, the Jaguars have come out and said, you know, they've had conversations with him, told it's, you know, completely unacceptable, things like that. I don't know what more you have to do to get fired as a head coach in the NFL. I really don't. There's been coaches that have went 0-4 and been fired before, I think. Um, I have to go back and check that. But uh, regardless, you went 0-4, and then this viral video comes out after people are really really ridiculing your game plan and your strategy going into the season if you're spending your time after losses you know drinking at a bar getting all danced up on by young girls that you clearly are too young to be involved with i don't think you're spending enough time game planning for the next team right maybe you need to spend more time studying the upcoming team that you're playing against study the opponent instead of studying 
uh, young women out at a bar because that will definitely impact your ability to coach and make the right decisions, especially if you're intoxicated, which it clearly looked like he was out there at that bar. So, um, yeah, this was frustrating to see. Uh, this was frustrating to see from many accounts. I, I think that, you know, it, it's definitely irresponsible. It, it feels somewhat out of character, but I, we never really followed him all that much off the field when he was in college. We never really paid attention to a lot of those things. So maybe it's not for the people that really followed with Urban Meyer, but to me it feels kind of out of left field. I don't know if it's like he, got, he gets a big head going to the NFL or can't process losing games because he's been at University of Florida. He's been at Ohio State, like teams that you know won tons of games and didn't lose very often. And if they had a losing season, like that was rare, right? As like a leap year. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why uh, this happened. Uh, it doesn't to me it doesn't feel like it's a core part of his character but if that's kind of what he is at this point in his career if this is kind of what he's developed into as an NFL coach uh, you know he's 0-4 he's not uh, giving your rookie quarterback that you drafted with a lot of hype uh, a chance to succeed and do well because he's playing pretty poorly uh, he has put it together like really poor game planning there's been games where they have had talented teams and you thought where they've had a talented roster up against a team that you felt they had the talent to play with them and they get destroyed. So, you know, the Houston Texans loss, for example, I mean, that was huge. So, like, I, I don't know. After going 0-4 the way he's gone 0-4, and then to have this video go out there, I mean, I just don't know. I don't know what else you have to do to be under fire. You know, I don't know. You know, we don't we don't hope that anyone gets fired. You know, we don't hope anyone loses their jobs or anything like that here on the, the podcast. But to me, this is a huge issue, a very huge issue, especially when you've got, you know, a Washington football team that is now, uh, you know, under various investigations. They just had an issue with their trainer where the FBI came in and raided the place. You know, you had all the sexual misconduct allegations that went on with the Washington football team. And then you got a guy out there with a woman who, with a, a young lady who, to me, looks very much like she could be underage, um, you know, grinding all up on him. And and to me, that is something that the NFL needs to really crack down on. If you need, look, there should have been an example shown to the Washington football team when everything happened the way it did. There should have been a removal of ownership and things like that. That example was not shown. You have another situation here. To show an example, you're not doing it, and uh, you know it just uh, just worries me a bit. Just worries me a bit that that it just seems like these things are okay for people to go and do and be caught doing. It's not going to be any repercussions from you as long as your organization says it's fine. Well, how about the NFL step in and do something? Come on. So whatever, it's interesting. Check out the video on YouTube. You'll see it. Uh, it's pretty short clips that you can find. But, uh, yeah, he was definitely out there and uh, you know, definitely wasn't pushing that girl away by any means. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, we'll jump into Thursday night. We'll wrap this one up a little bit uh, earlier for you guys. Uh, I know we've had a busy week here as well on the cast. But uh, to go ahead and get some things wrapped up, we'll talk about Thursday night football. 
Thursday night. Man, Rams versus Seahawks. Rams versus Seahawks. Guys, this game, um, I'm not all that excited for this game. I think the Rams, they got punched in the mouth by the Arizona Cardinals. I think that Matthew Stafford and company are going to come out pretty pissed off with their showing. I think that their defense is going to be very pissed off at their showing because they gave up a ton of points to Arizona Cardinals. And I think they're going to come out there and really punch Seattle in the mouth. Uh, you know, Seattle's a good team. They'll weather a storm that, that you know they could get hit in the beginning of the game and, and be fine. So look for it to still be a fairly close game. But I do not, do not see Seattle winning this game. Way too much in the Rams' favor, in my opinion. Uh, look for Cooper Cup to get things going. Look for Robert Woods to get some catches in this game as well. I think there's mismatch there for Robert Woods to take advantage of. Uh, you know, I mean, on the Seattle side, look, I, I think I think they've got a great team. I really do. But they go as Russell Wilson goes. It's not about the other talent that's out there. It, it doesn't matter if they had the best wide receivers in the world or if they had a bunch of scrubs out there. Russell Wilson's going to make them look good regardless. And so, you know, he, he can only do so much. He's only one man. And, yes, he does as much as he can. And he does as much as you could expect out of anyone. And he needs to get a lot more credit. But he's not going to be able to do it in this game. That's our prediction anyway. Uh, Aurora agrees with me that uh, we do believe that Seattle Seahawks will fall in this game. And Los Angeles Rams will go on with a victory coming out of the game this week in week five of the NFL. So Friday, we will be back. Uh, we will talk to you guys about the upcoming slate of Sunday games, uh, what to expect, what to look for. We'll actually talk about some fantasy plays and things like that as well. I think there's some interesting things going on in fantasy, uh, things to look for with different roster trends, uh, you know, snap percentages, things like that, uh, amount that guys are playing. And it look, from what we can tell from the psychology of coaches and what they're saying, what they're doing uh, with guys out there on the field to see what's going on out there and kind of you know who to maybe worry about uh you know not being a starter or not being an op number one option or anything anymore so we'll talk a little bit about that on friday um but yeah thank you guys so much really appreciate it like i said we're gonna end this one a little bit short um but yeah really appreciate you guys uh listening um we are excited here for halloweeny season uh that's what aurora calls it because she's a wiener dog so halloweeny season for her uh, so we hope you guys can enjoy this October as we really start getting into the NFL season here and everything starts to ramp up with the competition. Uh, so, yeah, again, thank you guys so much for the support. Really appreciate you tuning in. And, uh, yeah, let us know any comments, feedback. You have our Facebook email below. Like, share, subscribe uh, to the channel. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you again on Friday.